This is the Bartender Journey Podcast. Welcome to Bartender Journey Podcast number 94. This is the podcast that talks all about bartending and cocktails and spirits. And we're glad you're here. Hey, guess who's on the show today? Yes, it's Vano, the return of Vano. It'll be great to hear from Vano again. It's been way too long and looking forward to talking to my buddy Vano on the phone. Or Skype, I should say. It's been way too long since we heard from Vano, so we're going to get him on the phone just a minute. First, I want to tell you about a couple of resources. Uh, I'm going to add a new page to the website, bartenderjourney.net, and it's going to be called Resources. And on the new Resources page, you'll be able to see some of the things I've been telling you about, like my friend Chris Tunstall's course. It's called A Bar Above, and it goes really deep into the finer points of bartending, and it's a great course. Can't recommend it enough. So please check that out on my Resources page on Bartender journey.net and you can also find information about another thing i've been telling you about which is the tipsy app t-i-p-s-e-e and that's a great way to keep track of your tips uh when you're behind the bar or even if you're a server or uh, whatever it is so you can keep track of your tips that right on the app it's really simple easy to do and it's uh it's the financially responsible thing to do to keep track of how much you've been making and uh like I said last week, it'd be fun to try to beat it. Like, you know, let's say last Friday night you made whatever it was, and this Friday night I'm going to try to beat that. I think that's a great use of that, um, an additional use in, in, in addition to figuring out how much money you made. And it, also you put in how many hours you made, you worked so you can um, figure out how, many, how much tips you made per hour. But, uh, yeah, try to beat you know, here at Bartender Journey, we're all about uh, bettering yourself as a bartender, so that's one, one way to do it. Try to uh, make more money. That means you're you're doing a good job, right? All right, what else do I want to tell you about? Uh, I guess we'll just talk about the Facebook page for a second, Bartender Journey. Search for it on Facebook. Some cool stuff on there. And like it. And on Twitter, I'm Barcube Tips. And get in touch for any reason. I love to hear from the listeners. You can email me at vince.bartender at gmail.com. And the last thing to mention is the website, bartenderjourney.net. Okay, let's get that online. What's up? What's up, brother? Is this the world's famous Vano? What's going on, my man? How are you, my brother? Ah, rocking and rolling, man. And, and, and I'm uh, Skype. Uh, I speak the language of Skype now. Yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> that sounds better than the phone. So. No, no doubt, no doubt, man. Well, cool, man. It's been way too long since we talked. Yeah, so how do I sound, man? I got a, good. I, I got a mic, a new mic, bro. All right. Yeah, it sounds I'm real good. Legit, man. Yeah, it sounds real good. What, oh, dude? Yeah, dude, I feel like I'm uh, underground in the command center, you know? <laughs> Ready to launch some bartending knowledge. You know it, man. <laughs> How's things going? It's cool, bro. A lot. A lot's uh, been going down for me, man. You know, good, yeah. good things. And, uh, you know, hey, dude, the first thing I want to talk about, man, is I want to uh, talk about your new gig, man. Uh, I think oh, yeah. that's amazing. So uh, describe it for me, man. Like, Well, I'm the food and beverage director of this place, and it's it's a funny place. It's like we do events. We do catering. You know, we did we had a party for 800 people this summer outside, and uh, we do bar mitzvahs, and we do uh, Christmas parties, and there's a bar, and there's concessions, and there's all kinds of different things, you know? So, uh yeah, the the uh, so the bar is not you know not even oh, that's that, cool. That, there's a lot of different things you know, so it's not just a bar, but it's uh, yeah, it's interesting you know. It's nice people, always, always something going on, always something. I tell you, but um, sometimes I got to jump behind the bar myself because uh, we don't have enough, or somebody flaked out, or whatever happened. You know, it's always. Every day is a new adventure, man. That's it. <laughs> what do, What do you take away from like the old shows? Like now, when you interview people, man, like what's when you uh, want a bartender? What are you looking for? Are you looking for like 
that commitment or you do you break it down from right in the beginning like listen this is what i need it's um i mean it's so hiring people man is so hard and then you know you get somebody good and then the next thing you know they're not making as much money as they thought they would and they leave you and it's like so hard but remember we used to talk i used to get all frustrated when i was looking for gigs like people didn't want experienced bartenders you know they wanted somebody fresh and new and it was like frustrating to me i totally get it now i totally get it <laughs> like i don't i don't mind training somebody in fact it's almost better because this way they're going to do things my way you know rather than come with preconceived uh, notions of the way things are supposed to be done you know what i mean so it's uh it's it's a funny thing but you know the, i mean the the work ethic is just it's hard to find the right fit, you know, and people, it's hard to find people that want to work, <laughs> you know? Nah, I hear you, man. I hear you. That's a tough industry too, man, you know? And like you said, you know, especially experienced bartenders that are, are used to a set amount of what they used to make and then they have to go and they don't they don't have a bar back and they got to set up, break down and they're making, you know what I mean? It's tough. So you got to do what you got to do. Yep, that's it. That's it. You know, and uh, yeah, when I first got there, there was a bartender that um already there. You know, and he'd worked there a long time, and uh, he was um he was hard, tough to deal with, man. You know, and uh, in the end, I had to let him go, and uh, and then the search for a new one it was tough. You know, this guy worked a lot of a lot of shifts, um, and weird shifts. You know, some of the shifts there was just not much going on. You know, and the other shifts were busy, but at least he was available. You know, most of the time. But anyway. Long story. I tell you. I'll tell you another time. Yeah. The drama with this guy, but uh, it was um like trying to get somebody new, you know. And I, I and then I finally found somebody that I thought was good, and she, you know, she only stayed a couple of weeks, and she found something else, and it's it tough. But well, you uh, know, it's cool, man. Your experience, man. See, the thing is that I know you. I co-sign your experience, man. You can bartend. So on top of that, the fact that you can bartend and, and, and your prior experience from doing other you know, things besides bartending, you, you, you know, you have leadership skills that in itself, you know what I mean? That you can, it's John, I remember in Vegas, John Taffer was giving a speech and he said that you give me someone, you give me two weeks with someone with the right attitude and, and I, I will give you a good bartender. And then another three weeks, I, I'll give you a managers, you know, I'm mm -hmm. leaving the stuff out, but yeah. with your, with your experience, man, and the fact that you can 10 bar. Yeah. That is huge, man. And you can like you can you can coach and develop someone who's green, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's well, one of my bartenders is uh, in in New York State. You're allowed to bar, ten bar at eighteen, even though you can't drink till twenty one. So uh, one of my bartenders is like nineteen years old, you know, and and she's doing good. She, uh, you know, but but what's so nice is like she she has. She started from zero, you know, so like I, I could train her to do things exactly the way I want them done, you know, and it's nice. It's it's kind of nice. <laughs> but yeah. um, but my my main bartender now, she's 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 really cool. She's uh she's you know, she's not 19. She's a little, a little older, but she's uh she's bartended in like more more like a shot in a beer kind of place. So yep. but she's willing, you know, she's she's willing to learn and uh, and learn new things. And uh, and she's a hard, hard worker. So I'm, ha I'm real happy with her. No, I, I think, hey, dude. I, listen, I think I, I commend you on that. That's that's a great gig for you to land, man. And think about like even the experience that you you worked up for that, like working at the pub. Yeah, you know, and yeah, just the grind of it, and and you stuck it out. And I'm sure the, the amount of time you were at the the pub, you you brought some knowledge to where you are now. So it all works out, man. You know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, that's so true. All right, man. But listen, I I, I mean, I'm gonna just you know. 
old habits die hard, man. So I'm just going to mm. go into what I know and, okay. um, and, you know, interject, stop, whatever. But, uh, I mean, so much has been going on, but, um, what really happened to me is, um, I, I was talking with you. It was like March. I told you I was, um, I was f- kind of just throwing resumes out to so many different places and I, and I landed, I got to a point that I was working at, at different places mm-hmm. and, um, a place called I, I did the resume in March. A place called me in October to work. Okay. So I was like, all right, you know, whatever, you know. I th- I thought I thought I was like, what am I gonna do? You know, go roll with it. So they call me. I go work there, and it's uh, not you know, it scaled back, but it was cool. Everything was cool until the end. <laughs> um, they tell you know it was too, and it's kind of like what you're describing. There were two senior bartenders. Yeah. And um. They they collect the money and they're, they're like, all right, you guys break down. We're going to cu- count the money and then we'll, we'll give you your cut. And, yeah. I, and I talked about this in prior podcasts about, you know, you should always be present when, you, you know, you, you, you yeah. count the money, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I had a I had a hard time with that. I mean, with yeah. my hand on my heart, I tell you that I I, I have yeah. a hard time with that. I was getting really heated. This is my first day, dude. Yes. This is my first day. <laughs> and I was just like, you know. So they're leaving, and I, I look at this other guy, and I'm like, "Is this what goes on?" And like, he just was like, "What are you gonna do, dude?" And I just, I just, I just walked outside, man, and I just took a break, and I, and I was just pissed off, and I'm in, I'm in like upstate New York, you know, it's a fall night, and I'm just like, you know, and I'm thinking in my mind, well, I'm gonna go up to this guy, and I'm gonna tell him this is ridiculous, you shouldn't be doing that, yeah. and then, and then I just reminded myself, bro, yeah. that, you know, bartending, it, I made it my hobby. And I devote all these hours to study and actual hours of bartending to develop my craft for years, dude, mm. for years yeah. of blood, sweat, and drama, anxiety, becoming a, a you know, a bartender. Yeah. Dude, and if I'm not happy working, yeah. Yeah. Pe- pe- peace out. Right. <laughs> Plain and simple, man. Peace out. Because if I'm not enjoying myself, you know, I just, I just would, I'll finish the shift and not come back. And uh-huh. You know, and I went back, bro, and I, I, I wanted to say something to this to this one guy because he was just being a real douche. I just wanted to approach him and just, like, break it down from what he's doing is wrong. But you know what, man? Mm-hmm. I didn't say anything. Yeah. Because, I, you know, what am I going to accomplish? Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't have any proof that he's doing this. Yeah. It, it could escalate. You know, I, I create enemies for what? I and mean, what if he would he, he take $40 from the top? Yeah. You know, it, yeah. but – it just made me really think that you know, the worst thing is when you when you work when you there's a, like a um, you create enemies and you work behind a bar yeah. and there's inner conflict between bartenders. You know what I mean? I know, I know. I don't. You know, I, I'm not good with confrontations. You know, I, I don't. I just don't like it. You know, and that's that's kind of a, a problem with my management style. Like I'll avoid you know unpleasantness, and sometimes it's just got to be dealt with. You know, so yeah. it's it's, uh, it's tough, man. Man, yeah. The, the, the other night, we we got this thir- uh, bunch of regulars that always come on Thursdays, and uh, the, this one woman comes with her daughter, who's you know her daughter's whatever grown, and uh, the daughter comes up. Some, somebody stole my phone, like really aggressive and like nasty, you know. And I'm like, yeah, you know, she probably will fucking left it somewhere, or yeah. it's in her car or whatever, you know. But no, somebody stole my phone. I need you to check the cameras. I'm like, I don't have access to those cameras, and I don't, you know, <clears throat> I, I don't have access to them. They, it's one guy handles that, and it's not me. And um, so it's like she got more and more aggressive, and it was just like, 
unpleasant, man. You know, and, and like if she had come over and said, I, I can't find my phone, you know, can, what can we do? Can you help me? I would have, you know, we bumped over backwards to help her. But, you know, just nastiness. And it, and it just got worse and worse. And then, you know, she um, she wanted me to call the cops. And I'm like, I got, you know, a bunch of people in the bar drinking that have to drive now. And I don't want, really want the cops in the bar. And, you know, I was like, you, you know, you're, you're free to, you know, use my phone to call the police if you like. But I'm, I'm, I'm not doing it. And uh, that that just threw them totally off the off the deep end, man. They were like, "Yeah, uh, something gets stolen in your bar, and you don't call the police." And like they're aggressive, man. It was nasty, and uh, I don't know. They, they probably won't come back, you know. But what am I gonna do? Nah, it's tough, man. It's tough. I mean, it, it could even get even worse, you know. But oh, I hear you. By man. the way, we checked the cameras, and her phone was stolen by the guy that she thought did it. No. <laughs> I, was, I was so mad. I was like. <laughs> Shit! Yeah. <laughs> I was so hoping she'd go out to her car to be on the floor of her car, you know. Oh man, no, that's it's the worst, man. And the technology today, man, you know, it's 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 like a uh, it's a failsafe, you know. Good thing, you know, where you just catch shenanigans and you uh, put out fires while it's small, you know. Yeah, but you know, I mean, it, you know, if I sit down my iPhone on a table in a bar and come back an hour later, I don't really expect it to still be there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like. You know, take a little responsibility for your actions too. You know, no, absolutely, mm-hmm. I agree with you. I mean, you're they're dingbat at doing something like that, but but you know what, Mister BVW Brian Vincent Weber, <laughs> sir, I came yeah. to the realization, man, that you know I, I bartend for fun now. Yeah, and you know, and it's it's a hobby, and I, I really I, it reached a point where. I uh, like. Uh, I'm guess I'm a temporary, like a temp bartender. I just call when I want to work, or uh-huh. I get called. And like that place, uh-huh. I didn't say anything. I left like a gentleman. Yeah. And they, they you know, call me, text me, and I just said no, thank you. And it's just I, I'm not. I will. It's just like, what's the point of the conflict? You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it's you know, move on. So that that was my thing, man. And the the, the experience, bro inspired me in, a, in such a creative way that I, I began to write my philosophy on bartending the way I see it. And I wrote from that moment till now. All right. And I realized, man, that doing the podcast mm-hmm. fed my creative drive right. without me even realizing. Because when I, when I, you know, like, dude, because, you know, when I finished it, I, it was like when, you know, I was missing something, you know, it was just a weird thing. And I realized that it was a creative drive. So it's just, I don't know, man, it's just, it's the me- getting the message out to people about bartending and, uh, the early shows that, that we did, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of that, man. Yeah. That, that's like in my trophy case, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't really brag. Not many people know I did the, did the podcast. Right. I'm not a bragger. I mean, it may, you know, I sound very confident, passion, but I don't, I just the people, I really, you and I had a vision and we did that, man, in the early stages of that, man. And it's like the message that, you know, for me, I don't know. I, and I think you agree with this a little bit, but what, what I tell people with bartending is, and it's, I, it's the early show. I, like I, I talked about it many times. If you you just got fucking paid and you paid all your bills and you got two hundred dollars left till your pay next paycheck. Yeah. Let me talk to you about bartending. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's that, the second that, job you mean, right? <laughs> well, you know what, sir? And I, I and I, I try not to refer to it anymore as for me as a second job. I refer uh-huh. to it as a hobby. Uh-huh. And I got to catch myself, man. But that w- that's my focus of the podcast and still is just to, to help to ease the pressure on the grind, you know, to, to embrace the hustle. And, dude, all the cool feedback that I got from people all over the world, man, 
I got yeah. friends, dude. You and I, I mean, got friends all over the world. I connected with some very cool people because of this, because yeah. of the bartender journey. One day, dude, it was uh, September. I was having a shitty day at work, man. A shitty day at work. Uh-huh. And I get this email from a kid from the Philippines. And wow. he just, and he just, you know, just, hey, man, I dig the show, blah, blah. I, you have no idea, like, like I realized, like, you know, that that was so fucking deep. Like, wow, man, like, some dude in the Philippines is like listening to that, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, it, yeah. It, like, to, I'm, a, I'm, a, I think lightly of myself and deeply of the world, man. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And <laughs> something like that really connects to me, man. You know, and that really, and it, and it's kind of cool, man. I gotta say, man, it's kind of cool on an underground level, man. Mm-hmm. That my Vano is known with bartending. Like right. my outlook is known for bartending. So uh, you know, I, it, it it really makes me feel good, man. And blessed to to connect with you t- and to do the shit we did. And because I, I I listen to some of them sometimes, and it, it was I don't even remember it. I'm like, God damn, that sounded good, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a you know I think we named the show perfectly, bartender journey, because it's been such a journey, you know, for both of us, and uh, you know the things. You know, when we started the show, I thought I knew a lot about bartending, and I, you know, and I knew I did, and I had done it, but there was a lot more to learn, and there still is. You know, there's always more to learn, and and the, the show just keeps me curious and and constantly learning. You know, um, there's there's a, another podcast. Um, it's about restaurant. It's called Restaurant Unstoppable, and he always uses the phrase um, uh, "constant and never ending improvement," and I think that's a good uh, that's a good way to good way to put it. You know, you know but, what that is, right? Yeah, what it's called? It's uh, it's Kaizen. Yeah, an I knew, American. I knew, I knew you would yeah. know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, no, that's all. That's great, man. And that's that's the philosophy, man. You know. Yeah, I I always say one day, not that I want to hear my own voice for all this time, but it'd be interesting to listen. You know, from the very beginning. Up to it now, is weird, bro. You know, it, it is weird because we've evolved. You know, yeah, the two of us have evolved. You know, yeah, no, absolutely, man. And dude, it, it's it, I had like a, a renaissance with my creativity, man. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds strange, but I really did, and I realized how how important it is to embrace your creativity. That's we're right. all as human beings, we're all creative, right. and it's a muscle, and you, and you got to make it strong, mm-hmm. and. Bro, it and just if you made, don't exercise it, it, you know, it gets flabby or no, you know, yeah, it's exactly. absolutely, man, absolutely. And it made me, it made me really kind of even to just like go back to bartending my whole career, man, and, and the defining moments and just like just being in the nightclub and 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 just the reaction from a guest when I had their drink ready. You know what I mean? When they were walking uh-huh. up to the bar because I remember what they were drinking, uh-huh. it, it, w- it was priceless. And I, and I, I was able to just like I, – I just said there's something there, man. Yeah. As simple as that is, there's something that is there. And that, that reaction, that cause and effect that I received from the guests was always positive. They were pleased. You know, the drink was uh, you know ready. And the – dude, and the importance of a quick smile, man. You yeah. know, and it's it like, it like smile, like you just you're, you're talking to your friend. Don't give like a, a, a fake smile, man. Yeah, we're yeah. smart. People are smart. They know the difference, man. And yeah, it, when you're that genuine, bro, I mean, it's just I, I know I just started building on it, man. And it's you know it's the things we always talked about, like it's how important it is to say thank you, you know, and acknowledge when people are leaving. Last night I went to this um, I went to this restaurant. Uh, a guy I knew from another restaurant, his place. He had to give up because the lease went out, whatever. Anyway, he, he partnered up 
with this other guy at a new restaurant. So I, I know the one guy. I didn't know the other guy. But they're, they're partners now. They own the place. So uh, I went up to the guy, Neil, and I'm saying, you know, I was talking to him and saying hello. And then as I'm leaving, you know, we're very, you know, he's very gracious. Thanks for coming in and all this stuff. And the other partner sitting at the bar on his computer, right? And I walk by, you know, he, and he doesn't look up from his computer. He doesn't say anything. Uh, but I say, good night. Thank you. And he, and he just kind of grunts and doesn't even turn around. I was like, what the fuck, man? Holy shit. This is the owner of the place? He can't even, you know, say thank you or goodbye or anything. It was unbelievable. That's terrible, man. <laughs> I was shocked. You know, that that, that is uh... – you know, you know what's funny, man. <laughs> this is the other day. This is about a month ago. I'm out with uh, friends, and we're in uh, we're in Jersey City, and we're at a uh, we're at a restaurant, and you know we waiting for a table, and it's, I see this old bartender. He looked like Santa Claus. You know what I mean? <laughs> he had the white beard and everything, and I'm like, this guy right here, this fucking guy, <laughs> he knows how he knows shit. I'm telling you, and they're like, yeah. really, really. Yeah. So I'm all excited because I'm I'm a fan of the bartender, bro. Yeah. So he comes up and I'm like, you know what, man? Uh, can I have a wild turkey old fashioned? Bro, he looked at me like I had 10 heads, man. He had no <laughs> idea what I was talking about. Yeah. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, no, he's kidding me, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to explain it with my hands. And then I <laughs> then I realized he had no fucking clue what I was talking about. And I I didn't want to embarrass him. That's yeah. the last thing I want to do. But I, I look like a fool, bro, in front of the group of people I was with. <laughs> They're like, really? Yeah, he's really impressive. <laughs> you know? And it was yeah. just the weirdest thing. Like I couldn't figure it out. Like he like looked at me like I made him uncomfortable asking for an old fashioned. Yeah. Like he just was like I put him out of his comfort zone. It was yeah. the weirdest thing, bro. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. And I would have you I you could have knocked me. I would have bet my paycheck. Yeah. This guy looked like something out of the fucking thirties. Like, you know, in some bar in Chicago. Like, let me tell you something, son, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? He yeah. had no idea, bro. That's that's not where I thought that story was going. I no, was going no, I didn't tell me about it. <laughs> I was saying I look like a, I look like such a dick. I was just like, oh man. You know, but uh, that's yeah. crazy, man. But I, I gotta tell you, man, it's um the observation that I made, my brain clicked with this whole like what bartending to me is like it's so huge now and i, I yeah. it goes back to an interview that we did with eric vutran mm -hmm. and he basically described martial arts and excuse me bartending as um he approaches bartending like mixed martial arts like multi multi disciplines and I, I i believe that's a perfect analogy and you know and i look i just started breaking it down and developing the ultimate like customer satisfaction while while bartending and dude it it carried me when I was starting out because I was not a good bartender, but my customer service skills were very good. And I, right. I had like a, a high social intelligence in interacting with guests. Right. I was able to hang with bartenders. Mm -hmm. It was it was like a, it was like a um, it was like I was doing like I was I can't describe it, it was like a C minus bar game, <laughs> maybe D plus, but I had an A plus. You know what I mean? And yeah. I was able yeah, to yeah. just, and I, and then I, what that allows when you have that attitude, it allows your skill to be in concert with your attitude. And once that happens, man, you connect. Right. Right. Yeah. And you know, just doing the show and surrounding yourself with people, you know, with high level people and talking to people and, you know, it, it just ups your game, you know, that's uh, a lot of, a lot of like uh, motivational speakers and stuff will tell you, you know, to, uh, to hang out with people that you uh, like aspire to be, you know. So uh, that's kind of like when I, when I when I took this when this job came up, the uh, the interview came up. I was like, I had just gotten back from Tales of the Cocktail, and I 
I, you know, I interviewed Dale DeGroff and, and Jimmy Hinn, you know, and Deshaun. And, and it's like, you know, hey, man, if I could hang with those guys, I could do it, you know. Absolutely, man. <laughs> you know. Absolutely. And you own that. Yeah. You understand? And just think how this all began. It, it, counting tips in, in, in a fucking soda room. You know, like, you're like, we'll do it. like You know what I mean? And, this, and look mm-hmm. how it just mushroomed, you know, into what it is. You know what I mean? And it's, I, my hat's off to you, man. And I think, you know what you represent, you know, you, you bring, you bring your own style, which is so important, man. It's, it's unique, man. You know, instead of being a sheep, you're a lion in, in this, in this industry, man. And you're absolutely right. I mean, dude, that's in your trophy case. So you go on an interview and you're like, are you serious? Like what pressure? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But let me ask you a question, man. And if you need time to think about this, cause it, <laughs> do you actually remember the time where when you would actually call yourself a bartender where you actually like developed like you know what i mean like where you like uh, f- like when it clicked for you mm, i'm not sure i understand the question <laughs> meaning i'll give you an example man like for me what clicked for me for me when i could call my when i earned my black belt in bartending was 2003 when i went after you know doing what i did at, at a nightclub and a few bars and then going to college, getting my degree, and then boom, I just stopped doing bartending. Mm-hmm. And in my heart, bartending was unfinished business because I, I felt like I didn't reach my full potential. You uh-huh. know what I mean? So I was still in me to go back. And I went back, dude, and I just, I, and I just went to the, the catering hall uh-huh. and I, I worked all different types of gigs, but I, I connected with amazing bartenders. And it was that moment, man, that I just... I was like, I, I peaked. I like became a bartender. Like it was just a weird, and this is through writing that I realized this. It was like, just an amazing mm-hmm. thing. And you know, from, from the last time, like in 1998 was the last time I bartended, 1999, last time I bartended. And then to just go, go back into it in 2003, it was just, it was just a crazy thing. And, and that it, it forged and chiseled me that, that time from 2003 forged and chiseled me into a bartending Bartender, and from I would say from 2003 to 2008, like you came into the picture, what 2005? But for like in that window for me, man, it I, looking back now, mm-hmm. it was it was the best time for me because I, I saw I believe t- timing is important in life, yeah. and I just connected on so many levels, man, between just my confidence and my ability, all the hard work I put in being teamed up with great bartenders that that realized that i wanted to learn and they just embraced it man you know so yeah well you know so uh, this is my my thoughts on that man you know and uh connecting with senior bartenders you know what i mean that's very important you know and trusting each each other you know what i mean it's like do perfect example when you work with a group of people man and you trust each other and and you vibe, you make money, dude. When I worked with you, it was yeah. like a band. So yeah, exactly. it's kind of like you know what I'm gonna do. I know yep. what you're gonna do. It's mm-hmm. like throwing the pass for the touchdown. And the <laughs> yeah. guest sees that you make money. Where I worked, where they took the tip money, yeah. they'll never have that. Right. Right. You will never have that because there's no synergy. Yeah. We gotta break bread together, man. I gotta break bread with you. Don't take my. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, I had that there. So that was. Uh, it was just good times, man. And uh, you know. Yeah, that's cool. I guess, you know, to answer your question, it's like back in my early 20s bartending at this nightclub, it was so busy, you know, it was so busy that, you know, you felt like, 
if you could do that for six, seven, eight hours, man, you, you could do anything. And you were a bartender for life, you know, after that. <laughs> so I, I guess that would have to be my, my story on that, you know? Yeah. I think that's true, though. You know, once you're a, bar, you're a bartender for life, you know, <laughs> Even uh, if you're away I, from it for years. Absolutely. It was uh, – here's something else that was funny. I go to work and we got like a couple minutes to go, you know, before we go on and we're just bullshitting. And this young kid, he starts like mocking me. And he's doing it in front of me, and he's he's kind of mocking me that I'm um, the motivational bartender. And he's like, he's doing my mannerisms. It was, pissing, <laughs> it was yeah, like you know, it was he was very good. It was very funny, and I uh, he was imitating me, my tonality, you know, very, you know. And so I'm laughing, and I'm taking it, you know. And I, I like I said, I respect that he's doing it to my face. But what led to what led to that was the week before. You know, like when you have you, you have your well, and behind you, you you have every every bartender has their own station of spirits, mm-hmm. and everything is mirrored the same, so it minimizes mo- movement. So the bartender could go turn around, grab from his back station, and he has it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He kept going to my station, and taking my stuff, and he wasn't putting it back. And I was very nice to him. I was explaining to him, "Hey, listen, they're mirrored. Look, you see, you have the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, go there." And then he was asking me, you know, questions, you know, about how to make drinks, and I. I I just bought, I he didn't ask for help, but I, I offered to give him help because he's I'm working with him. He's a liability. I want to make right. money and I want to build him up, you know. Yeah. So he, uh, he so then the next time we work, he's just kind of ribbing me, man. He's zinging me, and you know I'm taking it. I get it. But you want to know something, my man? Mm-hmm. When we went on, yeah. I didn't help him at all, man. Yeah. And he needed help, man. And the classic thing happens, like you know. You know, how do you make this? How do you make that? And I'm like, you know, I, I just got lost in my work. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. And no one no one wanted to help him. Mm. And like the guests turned on him. And which yeah. happens to all bartenders in the beginning. You know, a guest, when I talked about it before, a guest, you make a drink, the guest doesn't like that, puts the drink back. If other guests see that, you yeah. lose credibility. And then it's like you become bullied by guests. Yeah, yeah, I've been bullied by guests before. I've been booed. You know what I'm saying? I know what that's like. But no one helped this kid. And you want to know something, bro? After yeah. cocktail hour, he went home. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Because to me, I'm like, I'm to me, I just thought it was disrespectful. And it, you know, you have an opportunity to grow from that. You know, but if you this is the type, don't disrespect my profession, man. You know what I mean? Like I come prepared, and you you just you're, you're having fun, and you're not taking it serious. You know, so right. I just it was just funny, man. You just had to be there, man. But he was he had me dead on. He was like imitating <laughs> me like Tony Robbins. He's like, oh yeah, I'm bartending. You got to do this. You know, but uh, I, yeah. I realized I realized, sir, that uh, you got it. It's kind of like what you talked about with the other bartender that you have to you have to empty your cup. Hmm. You know, you got your tip okay. cup, but you got to em- empty your own internal tip cup, you know, and all good things come to an end, man. That's life. And the, what I realized, the problem that I was running into, that I was taking that golden age of my bartending mm-hmm. and expecting right. other places to be like that. Exactly. And it's not the case. Right. I may never have that again. No, I know. So, I mean, even, so in, even just something as simple as what you were talking about a minute ago, having mirrored stations, you know, we had that at the, at the big catering place. Uh, you know, you, you don't see that all the time, you know? I mean, it unfortunately, there's just not always room for it or there's not, you know, it just doesn't always work out that way. But that's that's the ideal way to do it. But like you say, you know, you, you that was that was cool to have that, but it's not everywhere, you know? No, it's, it's you know, it's kind of like the old saying, uh, don't be sad, it's over, be glad it happened. You know what I mean? So that's mm. kind of kind of the outlook I'm having. And, mm. and what bothers me is, I mean, I mean, I worked at a few different places and 
I kind of made it a game because I just wanted to get into the mix. But I, I, what really bothered me was there was no um, – just how everybody was out for themselves. Right. And it was all like – there was no like just the backstabbing. And I, I, I want nothing to do with that. And it was just I, – I kept running into it and running into it. And it was kind of, it was kind of a bummer. But – I guess I was fortunate to experience what I did. Some bartenders never don't ever have that. They mm-hmm. never have that period where you know you 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 just you just thrive like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that funny? That place. That place. We didn't even make you know great money for bartending there. You know, it was sort of like you know it was okay money, but you know working other places you could have made more. But it was it was cool because like you said, we all worked together and we had a great you know we had a good time doing it and and we you know we made friends friends for yeah. life. You know, from yeah, that, from nah. that place. Absolutely, man. You know, it's funny. I talked to the uh, the uh, teacher, and he called and he wished me a happy, you know, Thanksgiving. And we were talking, and he was just talking about like working. And he he won't bartend anymore. No, he just said he reached a point. This this is a guy that's uh, in his sixties, and he just said he reached a point where he doesn't want to do it anymore. And um, he Davis, just, he, just just before you go on, we'll explain. He, this guy we work with, he was a retired teacher and uh but he was also sort of the the teacher of the bar or the, the kind of grandfather of the bar right <laughs> yeah absolutely my mentor man absolutely i mean yeah. i learned a lot from him and uh so why do you, he says he won't bartend now for he, he won't bar, you know you know th- this is a guy see you know this is well i'll go back to it because this is a guy that should be recognized as a bartender like yeah. in, the, in the world of bartending yeah. he should be at tales of the cocktail yeah this guy he even owned you his know? own bar for a while yeah yeah mm-hmm. but he just said he reached the point he said that he just wasn't having fun anymore. Mm-hmm. He did enough of it, yep. and um, he just he just like peaced out. Yeah, and he just like literally, that was it. And he just like turned his phone off, and then you know he need, like he needed his time, and you know, mm-hmm. and, you know he reached out to me, and he was just saying he's you know he gave me a lot of compliments because I always compliment him when I talk to him, like how he really changed the way I bartend his advice when I got laid off from my job and you know he really gave me a pep talk it, it really meant and I talked about it on one of the shows yeah. but he really gave me great advice when I got you know let go from a job for being there so long but he just said that I always challenged him when we worked together mm. you know like dealing with difficult customers and just the talks man the even the talks I had with you man just the comedy man you just yeah. you develop such a such a crazy sense of humor, man, and, and just like the observation. Bartenders are great people, reader, man. Like with body language, you just pick up on so much shit, man. It's hilarious, man. Yeah, yeah, I know. You and know, you have to. You know, dealing with the general public, you know, it's you. It ain't easy, you know, all the time. But it's uh, that's it. You got being a good people reader is a huge chunk of it. No, absolutely. And you know what, man? I mean, and you can relate to this, man. Bartending is, is, is always loyal to me. It's always there because of the, the amount of time and uh, effort I put into it. I can always use it as my like side hustle, man, my hobby. Right. My hobby where I can make money. That's a beautiful thing. That is living, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> where you could take something that you love and you, you put the time into it and you, you look at it like that. You know, and you just you go in there with that mentality. There's no pressure. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, this is just great, man. But um, random thoughts, sir. Random okay. thoughts. I uh, was thinking, it's a funny thing, man. But and then tell me if you agree with this. But and this is what I tell people that 75 percent, I would say, of your bartending career or your shifts will, will be made making simple drinks, man. Right. Isn't that the funniest thing? Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's weird. And um. I I did this and I and I realized that you have to be careful 
that you never insult the guests by you know insulting their drink. Yeah. Kind of like keep pushing uh, the drinks. And in a roundabout way, I was doing that. Not not that I meant any harm, but yeah. I, you know, I kept doing that. Like, well, you know, why not try this? You know, and you know that drink that that person's drinking. But let's just say it's a gin and tonic. That that drink could have been their father's drink, their grandfather's drink, and. A lot of people, man, they have drinks that are just like they're, they're their family crests, man. And every generation drinks the same thing, man. So yeah. it kind of made me, instead of, I was hard selling stuff and, and I had to kind of peel back. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. endless. It's like constant and never ending. I'm always learning in this game, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's funny yeah. too when you get a group You get a group of people, whether it's, you know, a bunch of firemen or whatever it is. And, they, and, and like more than half will all drink the same thing. Isn't that always funny? Like yeah. the same kind of beer or whatever. <laughs> I always think that's funny. No, it's it's great, and you know, and the more you learn, the more drinks you kind of get frustrated because you want to you want to up your game as a as a bartender. But you know, you and you, you got to watch. And I learned too, man. Guests can feel energy, man. You yeah. know, and you as the bartender can feel the energy, the the positive and, and or negative vibe that you you project. And I tell this to everybody, man, that the bartender. And I've said it many times: is the head chemist of the event, party, or whatever. You know, when you bartend, it's just like you were—you were the line leader, man. You're leading the parade, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I mean, so much. Uh, you know, and I'm very, I'm very happy, dude, of the chances I took of working in different places, learning to get comfortable being not comfortable, to, to not getting callbacks. To being let go, to being fired because of just lack of experience. And we, at twenty, in, in your early twenties, that's very devastating. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I just kept at it, and and it, it made me who I am, man. It made me very. It just it, I, I I love bartending, and I and I'm a big fan of bartenders, and um, you know, and I think it, to me it just it's the follow through in life that that that's an important thing, man. You know. Right. Yeah. You know, follow through. I like that. Yeah, and the goodbye, bro. The mm-hmm. goodbye, and we talked about this many times. We we said it in, in many different ways, but the goodbye is very important when a guest leaves, man. And I know yeah. you're big on that, man. Yeah. You know, like you, I remember you saying, uh, "You don't ever say you're welcome. You say my pleasure." Yeah. You know, that's that's brilliant. I took that from you. Yeah. And um, you know, you know, you go out of your way of thanking someone. You wish them a safe travel and hope to see him again, but. Mm-hmm. It's after so many years that never gets old. I think it's more important. It's more important than greeting. It's the close. You got to close strong with passion and appreciation, man. You know. Yeah, absolutely. That's the yeah. that, that's the last memory they'll have of the you know of the evening. Is, yeah, is yeah. Leave, right. So do you want it to be? How do you know? Think about it. it if it, if it was you spending your money in that place, you know, it, I, we had a we had a meeting um, with all the employees and mo- most of the employees, you know, all the employees for the whole facility, not just my employees. And uh, it was all about hospitality and how to treat and how to treat our guests. And um, so each of the managers got up there and did a little spiel, you know. And uh, we even made we we made these videos of uh, you know things that they were supposed to be a little funny, but they were they were accurate, you know, the, the way that, that uh, the kids. The kid, we call them the kids, the uh, the employees, the kids, because uh, <laughs> they 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 are some of them are high school, some of them oh, are man. a lot of them are college kids, and uh, <laughs> we yeah we call them the kids, uh, but uh, they uh, anyway well, yeah I got up there and, and did my spiel about that about the uh, when when guest comes and and you know whatever it is I'm handing them their food or whatever, uh, and they say thank you, I say 
My pleasure, because if if I say you're welcome, it's like I'm doing them a favor. I said, they're not. I'm not doing them a favor. They're doing me a favor by coming here and spending their money at our at our facility. You know, so that's that's what that's all about. Well, I tell you, leading into that, I got to tell you something, and this maybe can help you. Um, I talked about it with you early in the in the show about the Disney experience, and the the word Disney experience is used many places. Right. It, you know. You know, and it's an important thing, and it's the ultimate customer experience. What I did, man, was um, there is a Disney Institute mm-hmm. where pe- companies will send people to go and to you mm. know, get you know great leadership skills, great customer service. Mm. But I, I kind of wanted to go further, so I, I researched like the Disney experience from actual Disney, like their management mm-hmm. and you know to you know their guidelines to you know to you know phenomenal customer service. And um, it goes like this: make eye contact and smile. Mm-hmm. Greet and welcome every guest. Spread the spirit of hospitality. It's contagious. Seek out guest contact. I like that. Mm. Provide immediate service recovery. That's what, interesting. What's that mean? I don't know. I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking it's to resolve an issue. Right. Service Say, recovery. Service recovery. Read it again. Pro- provide immediate service recovery. Hmm. So it's kind of like um, you know. You, I didn't meet your expectations as a provider and you're a guest mm-hmm. and I'm trying to recover the moment. Okay. I mean, that's the way I interpret it. Always display appropriate body language at all times. Mm-hmm. Create dreams and preserve the magical guest experience. Mm-hmm. Thank each and every guest. Yeah. And then over the years, they made it, they made it, they, they kind of made it so it's easy to remember. And it's, I project a positive image and energy. I am courteous and respectful to all guests, including children. I stay in character and play my part. Mm-hmm. I go above and beyond. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's uh, it's just to me. I think I think if someone's listening right now, and they're going on an interview, and they they take this and make it their own. I mean, give credit to the Disney experience. You know, yeah. you but make it your own and understand it. I guarantee you, if someone came to you and told you that, you're going to hire them. Mm-hmm. Because that that's right there is you know you, you can learn how to make drinks right you can you can learn how to do all that you know it do when I work it doesn't impress me if you can make a Negroni it, it does not impress me at all mm-hmm. I judge you how you work as a bartender right you can learn all that I don't care what courses you take you're, you I want to see you behind a stick and I want to see you interact I want to see you handle pressure I want to see you recover I want to see you you know how do you react on the you know that right there if you can like incorporate that and you go on an interview you're gonna nail it man yeah yep that's right you know what i mean and uh another thing i i thought about i don't think i ever talked about was uh you know when i bartend dude i go with no money in my pocket right. i go just with right. enough right. for the fucking toll yeah but i go on <laughs> with that mentality that and i want to see what i can do that shift man so right. that's 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 a fun game yeah i like that and uh here's something i think you may find funny is um um, you know, I, I'm a big fan of the inner game and, uh, I do workouts for the inner game mm-hmm. and there, uh, there was a toll booth, uh, lady, a uh, woman who was extremely rude and I would go to work and she would just, you know, take her time. She would be on the phone. What, you know, and one day I was going to lay on the horn when mm-hmm. she was on the phone cause I'm running late. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? I look and I, in my mind. I'm like, you're my project. <laughs> you are my project. And dude, let me tell you something for, um, 
I would say for a year and a half, I would only see her. I would only see her going to work. But for a year and a half, like if I, if I would say hello, how are you? Yeah. Take care. Have a great day. Nothing, dude. This woman was like an ice princess, man. Nothing, <laughs> nothing. Fridays, happy Fridays. You know, have a great week. Then one day, dude, I just see her <laughs> and I look at her and and I, I, I always, I always kind of flexed on a friday for her you know what i mean and i, I look at her and i said you know what i like about you the most <laughs> and she, she just looking at me i go your smile <laughs> and she started laughing dude and i was like nice she's looking at me like i'm crazy i'm like i broke through great that's cool and you know what it made me think of man this is this is what's crazy about this it made me think of being a bartender over the years i've heard the greatest pickup lines i've heard the worst <laughs> pickup lines but i heard a guy one time I don't know like how the whole conversation, but I, he was talking to this woman and he said something to the effect. He said something like, I know you. And he said this, he said, your heart is like a beautiful garden with high walls. <laughs> right. Okay. And it, it made me think of like, I, it just was the weirdest thing. Like it made me think like I got through her wall. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And it kind of made me think even more like, like that Woody Allen mentality, reject before get re- reject before you get rejected. And how some people are like that. And mm-hmm. it just made me really think from like just as, you know, being in customer service, that's, that's an important thing. Like, you know, like if you can make that a game, yeah. you know, and that was – and not that we hang out and we go to the movies. <laughs> but, but, you know, I get hello and all that. And it, it just made me – it made me realize, dude, that, you know, like do collections. My first job – Right out of college was collections, and that was for auto collections. Yeah. So basically, if you were late with your car payment, yeah, yeah. I would have to put your car out for repossession. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I never liked doing that, and it was very difficult. It was I very bet. difficult because people didn't want to pay, and you know. But the the sad part was when the car got popped. Yeah. The customer would call you, and they they would want to get their car back. And to get their car back, they would have to be current. And they at that if the car went out, they would be like ninety days past due. Mm-hmm. So let's just say that's three months. Their payment's three hundred dollars. So that's you know yeah. nine hundred dollars. Yeah. They would have to pay a repo fee, which was equivalent to a car payment. Plus they would have to pay a storage fee. Mm-hmm. So the majority of the time, they never got their car back, and their whole life was turned upside down how do they go to work how do they drive their kids how do they live and a lot of people enjoyed putting cars out for repossessions because they were dealing with difficult people but bro i had the lowest repos Mm -hmm. and i hardly ever had to do repos because i Mm -hmm. broke it down for people Mm -hmm. i took them on that ride of what their life can be i never raised my voice and i was very successful at it and i'm very proud that i I didn't have to do that because not only the the company loses money they got to take the car and sell it at an auction and they they take a loss but i took that that experience right there that experience with the toll booth i took i took the bartending bro yeah you understand that's connecting and we do it every day every everything that we do every day there's something that we could take away that will make us a better bartender man and it, to me it's it strengthened my inner game you know it helped to me it, it it's like it just increased my hustle towards my goal it like it put a gps on my dreams <laughs> you know what i mean it gives me directions uh, you know and that's how i look at it and i believe it's it's a, an important thing you know what i mean mm. That's awesome. You're yeah, deep. Man. You're deep, man. No, nah, uh, <laughs> I mean, dude, I, I got a full bag today, brother, man. So, uh, I mean, I, I just, you know, uh, it's just made me really, I really went deep, bro. Like, after I did a lot of writing and, um, 
you know, I, I discovered a lot of things that that connections when you when you bartend, how important it is to remember as the bartender that connections begin and end with every drink. Mm-hmm. And forgive me if I'm repeating myself because no. it's hard to remember because we did so many shows. But th- to me, it's just, these are important things. And, you know, I, these are important things. And through all my years of bartending and hearing and having deep rabbit hole, deep conversations with guests, I discovered two topics that always are discussed. It's regret from the past and fear of the future. And it's more regret of the from the past you know what i mean and my job as the bartender is to get you in the now the now and make you forget and have fun while you know we're we're working and that's 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 where the disney experience comes in that's the triple win where the customer wins the house wins and and the bartender wins you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and it bothers me man it bothers me that some bartenders will never get the thanks they deserve for 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 bringing bartending where it is today you know what I mean? And um, it's just it, it just really like and it, listening to the old shows, it made me very thankful that we always talk about that. When you see a bartender, you, you know, you thank them, whether they're giving you advice or you you appreciate what they're doing. You know what I mean? That's a that's a that's a very important thing. And when people see that, that's that's contagious. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, I I went from um when I first started working, I I went to I wanted to get my master's degree, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it was in White Plains. You know where Sam Ash is? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I go in there and I, I'm I'm just overwhelmed, and I realize like, why am I doing this? Like, I just got done with college. I really don't even want to do this. And I remember, I, you know, everybody's taking the test. And I'm just like bugging out. Like, I, I, you know, that, that feeling where you feel like you're the only one who's just not getting it. Yeah. And I remember just like I hand in the test and I just leave and I go to a bar across the street. It's right on that strip. And uh-huh. I just was talking to the bartender and I just was just talking to him. And he just like he just like he said, do you want to do this? Because I was telling him, and I was drinking my go-to shot when, whenever like I, I need like a fix, man. It's it's pitbull on crack, Jaeger, Rumpelmann's the kill. It's the first shot what? I ever learned. Bar. It's uh, <laughs> it's called pitbull on crack. Oh boy. It's a uh, Jaeger, Rumpelmann's, and tequila served chilled. It's great to chase beers. Like okay. after four or five, I recommend it. But I remember him just looking at me, and he just gave me that advice. You know what I mean? He's just like. You, you went through college. You, if you don't want to do it, why are you doing it? And it was just the funniest thing. Like he just – he took me out of that that anxiety, man. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I could go on and I do another – a bartender where I worked, we were working and he like – he would like school me like on investing. And what oh, yeah. I mean by investing, he would like ask me about – like investing. And I'm like, what do you mean investing? I don't invest. <laughs> I don't – no, he's like, you have a 401K. And I'm like, yeah, I have a 401K. He's like, how much do you contribute? Hey, bro, I, I don't know what I contribute. I don't even know what I'm in. That was that time, and he would say, "Shame on you." Yeah. He goes, "You should know what you you, you should know what you should have," and blah blah blah. And he would like talk, every time he worked, he would give me advice. He would tell me like, if when you get a raise, mm-hmm. take that raise and just put it to your contribution. Yeah. And it was just the weirdest thing. Like, it was just amazing that this this bartender had this side of him that he, he was like in, in in his later part of his life. He's in he's working and he, he's comfortably set. And he's trying to help me, giving me wisdom, like to be comfortable as I get older. 
Yeah, I know. You know, to suffer late in life sucks. You know what I mean? And I see it all the time. I work with people that are grinding and they should be enjoying their life. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're in the twilight stage of their life and then they're working and, they, you know, they can't survive. And hearing that guy, it, it made me think to, you know, I'm more focused on what I contribute and what, what I'm actually investing in. And, yeah. and I'm certainly not an expert, but it was because of that bartender, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. We we just started up uh, – or the company I work for hand, handed out um, – uh, you know, optional sign up for four hundred one k recently, and one of the one of the kids, she you know she's twenty twenty years old, and she's asked twenty one years old, and she's asking me, uh, is this worth doing? I'm like, yeah. I said, shit. I wish I started saving money when I was twenty years old. You know, and that's, nice, and that's true. important. And you it's know, true. and even if you're just working at a local bar or whatever, um, and they don't offer that benefit, you know, you can. There are other ways to do it. You know, you have the Roth four hundred one k and, and uh, Roth IRA, and you know, there's a lot of different options. You don't need your company to uh, to do that. You, you know, you can just ideally set up an auto auto transfer from your bank account of you know, even if it's only twenty bucks a month to start out or whatever, fifty bucks a month ideally, something. Um, you know, the longer you invest that, the, the more it's going to grow. You know, no, nah, I mean, and. Like I said, I was completely oblivious. So you know, I, I, you know, I hope I, I hope I affected her life the way you no, just described. I, you know, like you know, oh, see, oh, you know. absolutely, man. And after this conversation, you will because, dude, I, I, I can't believe I, I, you know, I'm getting older, yeah. and I'm thinking of this now. Like, holy shit. Like yeah. this is crazy. Like I, I'm working with people that 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 they're grinding. That they, yeah. they went through money or just life handed them like a, a bad hand and and it's just, it just sucks. And remembering this old guy, this this was this happened years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I remember him talking to me and he would lecture me, man. He would just be like, shame on you. <laughs> you should know this. You should yeah. know where the money's going and blah, blah, blah. And now I'm, I'm conscious and I'm aware and I do the same thing when I see new people at work. I'm like, you got that raise, man. Don't worry about the raise. Just put it in there and, and stuff like that. But – Another thing, man. Just another important thing that I realized that it would ram the thought with bartending is you. While you're working, man, always try to bring your A game, man, because you never know who's watching, mm-hmm. and you you could score a great gig, man, or you could connect with somebody that could just be impressed with you, and it could lead to other things, man. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that bartending. Like I met a lot of cool people, opportunities, job offers from just bartending, man, and. You know, it's just an important thing to remember. Well, to it's like it. you were just saying before that, uh, you know, things, other jobs that you had not not related to bartending, you know, helped you in your bartending. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I, and, and I especially for people out there listening, man, I mean, no matter what you're doing, you could take something, you know, away. And it's just trying to make a situation. It's trying to take to take like a, um, a situation and pulling from it. Like, dude, I, I worked a while back and a lady wanted a Bellini. Mm-hmm. So I'm making her the Bellini, and I'm I'm proud making it. You know what I'm saying? I take yeah. the champagne glass, I'm put, you know putting the, the the peach knobs in it. And she's just looking at me. She's like, you know, my bartender puts a uh, fresh peach puree in that, right? And it just it, it it took me back. Like I never had a guest go down the road of fresh ingredients. Uh huh. It was the fr- I've never like even doing the show. I've never had that. So I never had to really deal with that. And my mentality was, hey, man, I'm an artist without paint. I can only work with what I have, bro. So I'm only going to do what I got to do. Yeah. So I was like taken back by it. And I was like almost like going to go in defense mode. But I looked at her and I go, ma'am, 
I go, that's brilliant. <laughs> I go, I've never even heard of that. <laughs> and I go, and I, and I just said, how, how does mine taste compare to <laughs> your, your book? And she just said, you know what? And she just like laughs. She says, it doesn't compare. Yeah, I, and she wasn't trying to be rude. She she no, thought she, that she that's was how right. it should be made. Yeah, well, that is the right way. To, you know, that's the right way to do it. You know, the, the peach schnapps is a shortcut. You know, because yeah, you're not always going to have pureed peach laying around. <laughs> but but sir, it got me thinking, and this is what got me thinking. I I can't do I can't bring the peach puree, man. I just can't rock that out. <laughs> but it got me thinking, man. Why? What if I just start bringing my own mint leaves? Uh huh. Bring a bag of mint leaves. There you go. Display yeah. them. What's it going to cost you? A dollar fifty or something? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and you know the, the the mojito and the mint julep and and you know the whole muddling and 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 I, I did research on it and uh, and you know mud, like we talk about information overload muddling. I got I got information overload with muddling. There's ten different <laughs> theories to how to muddle. You know what I mean? But it's just like you know with with the mint leaves and you know you muddle it till you smell the mint. You know, and it's just like it got me thinking. What if I just come to work? Uh, the the dog. Uh, it, man. Uh, dude, I gotta take a break for a second. You have, yep. You have some time? Yeah. There's somebody here. Hang on. Well, we talked for another 20 or 25 minutes after that, so maybe I'll save that for the next podcast. And I also talked to David Sangwell today. That'll be the podcast after next. And he runs the Bartender HQ podcast. So check that out. And uh, actually, I'll be a guest on his show uh, this week, if you're listening to this uh, right away as it's published. Or who knows, you might be listening to this two years from now. Who knows? <laughs> That's a funny thing with podcasts. So happy holidays to you. Merry Christmas and happy with uh, everything else that you celebrate. And I appreciate you listening. Mix up a cocktail for me at your next holiday party. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Cheers. Cheers.